That was so just the a title of this message is Don't Miss Christmas. Don't miss it. It is not, and I am a number one. I like the store. I like the card store. I like the grocery store. I like the mall. I like the shoe. I just like the store. I just like looking at things. I just like stuff. I like giving stuff. I like getting stuff. I like buying stuff. I just like it. And I have just been this entire season because I'm always saying, it's not our birthday. It's not our birthday. Who goes to a birthday party and gives everybody around birthday presents and doesn't give the birthday person a birthday present? And then this year I decided, you know what, we should start a new tradition. At Thanksgiving, that's when we should give the gifts. Thank you. I love you. And then at Christmas, we should just have a good meal and go to church and sing hymns and spiritual songs and carols if you can sing. And this finish the year, the year in ease. Right. Because I myself am trying not to miss Christmas, not to miss what it's all about. I walked in the house the other day, and even though we teach our kids, it's not your birthday. We make a big deal for their birthdays. We keep pointing them back. And I even had the slight thought, it's not that many presents under the tree. Then I had to rebuke myself. That is not what Christmas is about. And so this is a message to myself. Don't don't miss Christmas. I don't know which tree you were looking at. This was when I went in the house on Wednesday. Oh, Yesterday, he had been out all day, and I saw two little white boxes down. I mean, it's like the tree just kind of like, poof. It's got a muffin top. It's just kind of (laughs) oozing out. But that was what I said earlier this week, because this is my message that I stayed up till 147 finishing. Amen, 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 amen. I ain't going to say Well. And so I would say very few words. No, you you're welcome. You can jump in anytime. So don't miss Christmas. This is just an encouragement. And Christmas for me makes me feel like a two-year-old running downhill. You know how, you know, at first you, you got it, it's under control. We were having fun. And then after a few steps, your yeah. feet are coming up from under you and you're just going with the momentum. And then we just have to breathe. We have yeah. to remember what is it all about. Right. And so I picked from the message translation because this is a family service. I wanted the kids to enjoy and know what we are talking about. It's a very familiar passage. It is from Luke 2, the second chapter of Luke, verses 8 through 20. But I'm going to read the message translation. And it says, there were sheep herders camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angels stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A savior has just been born in David's town, a savior who is Messiah and master. That is what you're to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket, lying in a manger. At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left it running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. Mm. They told 
everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the sheep herders were impressed. Mary kept all these things to herself, mm. holding them dear, deep within herself. Mm. The sheep herders returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. Good. So good. And so in saying, don't miss Christmas, here it is in verse, it's in the message there kind of paired differently, but it's about verses 15 and 16. It says that as soon as the angelic choir withdrew, what the shepherds heard, they said, oh, let's get over there now. I mean, they were on night watch. They were watching the sheep and they left everything to go and worship. They listened to what the angel said. So with all of the wrapping of the gifts, with all of the festivities, just take a moment to just run to Jesus. Good. For some of us, it might just be at the bathroom sink that you may just have to steal away by yourself. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. I acknowledge your birth. Yeah. For others of us, it'll be with our family. We will celebrate. I know we have a family tradition. Before we had children, before we exchanged gifts, we would read the Luke 2 account of the birth of Christ. Uh, we did that when they were younger, and we're going back to that because when they're smaller, they just cannot, they can't wait. They just, we don't <laughs> want to frustrate the grace of God out of them. We right. recognize their age. So we're kind of in the middle season. Neva, Nia is going to, she's 13, she'll be 14 next month. And then Levi is eight. So we're trying kind of in that middle phrase where we might be able to stretch him out a little longer. But don't miss Christmas, what it's all about. And just the accolades and just so many things. We don't want you to miss it. But the shepherds, they are a great example. They stopped. They went to see. And then they praised God because everything they had been told is true. So and that is one of the most beautiful things about this Christmas story is everything that we read in the Bible, everything that we're sharing with you, it really is true that the whole creation and everything and every person that was ever made hinges on this one event so good. that Christ came for us. Don't keep going. All right. <laughs> You're surprised, ain't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> so wait. He had to say anything. But I'm going to receive the gift and keep going. So <laughs> we see that uh, uh, there is this book, okay, as we were preparing, as I was preparing, I wish I could make it all deep and say it was last week, but about 12.30 this morning, I was just preparing, and, you know, Google is a great thing. So I just, we had the scripture, and I'm like, okay, don't miss Christmas. There's a, actually a book out by John Grisham called Skipping Christmas. So I paid for this ebook. And I skim read it. I'm so glad I went to college. And I read this book. <laughs> this is a most amazing story. So this family, they have one daughter. She's gone to Peru. She's 18 years old. She's gone to Peru with the Peace Corps. And this is a family. It kind of reminds me of National Lampoon's holiday. It's called uh, Skipping Christmas. The husband decides, I'm not going to be under all this pressure this Christmas. Right. He always hangs a snowman. Everybody in his neighborhood, they have a snowman and a Santa Claus on the chimney. They put up lights. His wife has this big neighborhood Christmas Eve holiday party. I mean, they're buying stuff. They're just going through all of this. Well, he tallied up all of the bills, and he realized that the 
Christmas before, they had spent $6,100 on Christmas. Mm. The daughter's in Peru. She's not coming home. He has this great idea. We are skipping Christmas this year. The wife is sick. She actually goes in the bathroom and she cries about it. She's like, how do you skip Christmas? He was like, we are not doing it. We're going to save our money and we are going to go on a Caribbean cruise to the Bahamas. We're going to go to Grand Cayman. We are just going to do it up. We're not spending one red cent. And the wife is so nervous, but he is just dead set on skipping Christmas. And it goes, the story just weaves around on all the ways that he tries to skip Christmas, and mm. it is a blunder. Mm. The daughter calls and says, hey, I'm at the airport. I'm coming home to surprise you. I met this guy in Peru. He's a doctor. We're engaged to be married. Mm. They don't have the Santa Claus up. This is like at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. She's right. going to be home. She said, I'm in Miami. She's going to be home around 6 o'clock. They have not bought any food. It is Christmas Eve. They don't have anything together. Mm -hmm. So the dad is frantically trying to put up the lights. He ends up tripping. He is hanging by a string of lights by his ankle upside down. He has to get a neighbor. They've already paid for these tickets. The wife is frazzled. She's gone out shopping and runs into her pastor. This thing just it just keeps growing because he has not put up any decorations. The 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 even the town newspaper has come yeah. and interviewed them skipping Christmas. Yeah. They end up having Christmas because the daughter comes home. They have some food. The neighbors have to chip in. And the one neighbor menace, he ends up gifting the tickets to. So it's one thing to try to skip Christmas on purpose, but it's another thing just to miss it all together. Good. Just to just... Say that again because that's huge. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Say that one more time. It's one thing to purposely just say, I'm not doing Christmas. Right. Actually, there's this beauty blogger that I follow on YouTube, and she says she doesn't do Christmas. So I actually, last week before I got this message, I actually sent her a message because I just wanted to hear. I said, hey, it's no judgment. I'm just curious, why do you not do Christmas? She has not, I mean, she has thousands of people. She may not want to get into a battle. She may think that I'm trying to battle her. I just wanted to hear her perspective. It doesn't say that I'm a minister or anything. I just wanted to hear what her perspective was. Was it religious? Was it something like this? She hasn't gotten back to me yet. But she is deliberately not doing Christmas. It's one thing to deliberately say, I'm not going to do Christmas, and Christmas as the world has it, the materialism. But then there's another thing when we just miss it all together. Yeah. And I have missed a couple of Christmases in my adult life because you cook and you get everything together and I'm just always doing something, but there's always something to do. I could see if I sat down and watched soap operas or if I'm on the phone with my girlfriends, I'm like, I am always up doing something and it's never done. Yeah. What am I? And I have just fuss and been angry about it and missed some Christmases by accident. Yeah. Cause that, and nobody has ever come to me ever once and said, this house has to be clean. The dinner has to be perfect. All these gifts have to be wrapped. You have, nobody has ever come and put these demands on me. So why am I having a funky attitude over macaroni and cheese? Your macaroni and cheese good though. No, she got this recipe. Check this out. I'm salivating just thinking about it. Michael Jordan mac and cheese. Mm. 
You know when you when you go in and you cut that little square is it a square? Yeah, the Not little Rounded corners, but yeah, you got to get that corner piece with the crunchy, come on somebody. And when you go in and you pull it out and you get that ooey gooey, you know, with that stretch, that's wifey, light and fluffy. But anyway, let me get back to the message. Here's why I wanted to say, check this out, check this out. Uh, It's one thing to deliberately, on purpose, skip Christmas, but it's an entirely different thing to miss what God is doing. Uh, maybe because Christmas didn't show up the way we expected Christmas to show up. But the, the Israelites had been waiting for a king like David. They were looking for royalty. They were looking for someone with the right pedigree who would redeem them from Roman oppression. Christmas showed up as a tiny little baby wrapped up in swaddling cloth. Uh, I would venture to say if most of the people who turned Mary and Joseph away that night had known that Mary was carrying the Messiah, man, they would have rolled out the red carpet. They would have received the royal treatment. But everybody missed Christmas because Christmas showed up in obscurity, not notoriety. What if Jesus has been showing up every single day in a way you didn't expect him to? When you and I were so fixated on getting that last deal and getting the gifts under the tree just in time, what if the whole time he was trying to tap us on the shoulder and say, I've been here the whole time, but we missed him because we were looking for something else? An entire nation missed the Messiah. Yet there were three wise men halfway across the region that knew because of the signs that they saw that Messiah was coming. Now, let me put this in perspective. That star did just pop up one night and these magi, decided to show up at Jesus' house. In fact, in fact, uh, when the Magi show up and they have this conversation with Herod, you know what Herod's response is? His response is to annihilate, and I know there's kids here, but to annihilate every child in Jerusalem or in Bethlehem who is two years old and younger. You know why? The scripture says that they inquired of him the time the star appeared. And so they're talking to the wise men, and the wise men said, we've been following this star for two years. Herod, in his insecurity, says, well, I don't know who this kid is. If this star's been up in the sky, and these guys have been traveling for two years to get to Bethlehem, any of these kids who's two years old and younger could be Messiah. Yet nobody in Jerusalem even recognized what the star meant. It was these three men from halfway across the region who recognized the sign of Messiah's coming. Okay, can I, can I help you this morning? Just because the promise is not immediate doesn't mean it's not inevitable. It's going to happen. 
It will happen. And, and this is one of the reasons we miss Christmas. Because the thing we want from God, the way we have scripted that Jesus should show up in our lives just because it doesn't happen immediately and just because it doesn't happen the way we wanted it to happen, all of a sudden we quit trusting because it wasn't immediate. But listen to what that last verse said. It happened just as they had been told. This morning, this Christmas, I want you to know that whatever Jesus has promised from his word will happen just the way he said it, even if it's not immediate, it is inevitable. So don't miss Christmas. That was good. That's what I was typing. Because when you were sitting here talking, that's what I heard, and I didn't want to forget it. Hot off the press. Yeah, that's good. Yes. So just a few points of not missing Christmas. Number one, don't miss the simplicity of Christmas. Good. I think Jesus, one of the symbolisms that we see him coming as a babe in a manger. I know the translation I read, it said that he would be wrapped in a blanket. Another translation, if you studied it out, it says it was just strips of cloth. Mm. He would be just simple, in a manger, nothing elegant, animals all around, Mary and Joseph not at home. Yeah. There are just some simple things about Christmas that we just shouldn't miss. Could it be just enjoying the video? That just could have been your moment. Could it be just a moment right here? Just being thankful. I mean, Levi was so happy this morning. He's singing. He's just doing what guys do. He doesn't have his pajama top on, and he is just like making muscles in the mirror. <laughs> and he is just dancing around. And even though we're saying, hurry up, get ready. I was putting my makeup on, and I just enjoyed a few seconds of that before I said, hurry up and get ready. I mean, he's singing to the top of his lungs. That was a simple thing of Christmas. Yeah. That wonder in his heart, that excitement, that anticipation that I could enjoy. He hasn't been like a singing child, and lately he's just been making beats and singing, and, and I don't want to miss those moments. So don't miss the simplicity of Christmas. Can just, I jump in there? Because I just had a thought. I've been seeing all these movie trailers, and it's a Matt Damon movie called Downsizing. And so I saw that, and I was like, what a phenomenal concept. That somebody's going to make a movie about downsizing. But the whole premise of the movie is to give up what you have, downsize your life as it is now, in order to get more in the next life. Check, check this out. The whole premise of the movie is, if you have $500,000 the way you are now, you can downsize and become this, what's the thing from Gulliver's Travels? Lilliputians. You can become a Lilliputian and you can be worth $5 million. The whole premise of the movie is not really about downsizing and giving up in fact, it's, it's talking about giving up your life the way you know it so you can have more. Mm -hmm. 
but you lose everything you know just to have more stuff. So the whole title of the movie is misleading. They're not really downsizing. I'm going to give up the life that I know and become this tiny little person so that in this other life, I can have a big house. Because what I have now is not enough. Is it possible for us to truly be happy and live simply? Is it truly possible? This whole idea of, of gift giving, I had, to, I had to do the research. And you know where this whole thing started? With all these Christmas gifts and trees? It started with Charles Dickens' book, A Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the gift giving, all the pressure. There was a time when that was not an expectation. There was a time when that was not an expectation. That you go into debt every year to buy a gaming console that is obsolete two weeks after you bought it. And by the time the next one come out, you're still paying off the one you bought the previous year. <laughs> Levi said it cost $900,000. Where, 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 where do we get that? And I think when we learn of the Christmas story, we discover simplicity. God could have sent his son as a big ball of shot cobbler. If I was sending Levi, I would send him with everything he needed. Yet our heavenly father sent his son, check this out, as the undercover boss. When you know who you are, City Church, you can show up and do the dishes. You can show up and mop the floor. You can show up and be the servant of all because you know that you are actually the king of kings. You can put up a wig and pretend to be just an ordinary worker when the whole time you are the CEO. And let me tell you the problem most of us have with simplicity, we've lost sight of who we really are. And we think that by one-upping the neighbor, Hmm? Because this is what you get for Christmas. What you get for Christmas. And we think that if we get our kids a toy that is at least $10 more, then we're something special. And we force ourselves into pressure when God has created us to live simply. Jesus was born in a manger, wrapped in rags, but he was the very son of of God. And I don't even think, uh, I think where we are is not, and I'm not casting blame, but just for us to kind of locate where we are so we can see where we're going. It has been an onslaught of our culture. Right. Just like the misleading downsizing. Mm -hmm. So if we thought, oh, this is a cute little movie, Matt Damon's in it, I'm going to go and have a good time. And what we're going to be bombarded with is where you are is not enough. You need more, more, more. And I think that's a subconscious thing that is now then 
manifesting in, I don't think a parent, most parents, not there are the exception, but most parents don't wake up in the morning thinking, how can I make my kid the best kid? I think that we feel pushed and forced because we don't want our kid left out. We don't want them, you know, the other kids coming to school, oh, what did you get? And then, you know, they say, well, we went to church and had a good meal. And then that would be so foreign. And so then you might buy the gaming console or we buy gaming consoles because of our schedule. Sometimes we have to take Levi someplace and we like, here, here's your <laughs> Nintendo Switch and a Snickers bar. Don't just breathe and blink. Don't judge us. Put your headphones Don't on. Don't judge us. And we will be back. We have, these kids, they, they are ministry kids. They have to go to the hospital calls. They have to sit in the front room if we don't have a babysitter my mom lives in Richardson if she can't get to Richardson fast enough we have to take the the doctor's office and couple that with homeschooling they have to go lots of places so in my mind I'm justifying because he's gonna get bored if he's reading a book he's a boy he doesn't want to color so hey let's get him a Nintendo switch and that'll keep it and it works he can only use it on the weekends so when I have to take when we have to take him someplace that is a treat. He had to go to the barbershop yesterday. I'm calling from the beauty shop saying, don't forget his Nintendo Switch. He's not getting his hair cut this week, just that, just so he's not whining and all. And where do we get this from? It's available. I've come with the commercial told me, hey, this is how you can get your son to sit down and be quiet while you're doing ministry. Just buy him this <laughs> Nintendo Switch. And uh, just the, simpli- the the simple things. And he reminds me, it's not about the Nintendo Switch. I'm doing Nia's hair. And it, you might not think that that's work, but that that is beautiful work right there. And so we're just getting it. And he was like, Mommy, can you read a story to me tonight? I was like, not tonight. You can sit down and you can read to me. But then we were watching The Wizard of Oz. So I was like, let's read after The Wizard of Oz. And that was a treat for him because he hadn't seen the 1939 version of it. But he reminded me, he didn't ask, can I go play my Nintendo Switch? Very simple. Can we read a story tonight? It wasn't even a Christmas story. Can we just read a book? So let's not miss the simplicity of Christmas. Good. Let's not miss the sacrifice mm. of Christmas. Mm. And I'm not talking about sacrifice of material things. Right putting the kids out away from their grandparents. It can just be simple things. It doesn't have to be anything monetary, but I found this cute, cute story on sacrifice. It is in O. Henry's short story. And it here, I'm going to read this to you. It's in the, uh, it's a story in the gift of the Magi. And here's the narrative. It says that there was a young couple at Christmas time. Their love for one another was expressed with each one trying to give the finest gift to the other. They had very little money, so the wife, not telling her husband, decided to sell her beautiful hair in order to buy a watch chain for him. Mm -hmm. He possessed a valued pocket watch, but it had no chain. Her husband's watch was a family treasure that had been passed down from one generation to the next. He had planned to one day pass the watch on to his son. It was his most prized possession, but with little money to buy his wife a present, he made the decision to sell the watch so that he could buy her a beautiful set of combs to adorn her lovely hair. Wow. As the gifts were exchanged, they looked surprised. A look of surprise came over both of them. They realized that each had given their most prized possession in order to express their love for one another. They embraced laughing and crying. 
What a beautiful story of love and sacrifice. And so this kind of helped me with the whole gift giving thing because it is beautiful. And then it took me right on back to the greatest gift of all. Right. John three sixteen is and you spoke of it earlier, is God gave us his most prized possession. He sent his son into the earth just for us. Mm. A great sacrifice that both made God made the sacrifice and Jesus made a sacrifice. Mm. Number three, and don't miss Christmas, let's not miss the significance of yeah. it all. Yeah, that's good. Yes, it's about Jesus, but what does Jesus want us to do? Jesus wants us to be with family. Jesus wants us to share. Jesus wants us to enjoy this time mm -hmm. together. It's okay to have gifts. It's okay to stay up cooking and want things to be just right. But just do it with a happy heart. We gave gifts to the servant leaders last week. And in years past, whether it has been a women's conference or just a little gift, I like to write a handwritten note that is important for me to take out some time to say thank you. We didn't make it to the handwritten note. I didn't even put a thank you on the gift bags. But we got gift bags. We got the gift, and I had to just be satisfied with that. And nobody came to me and said, Pastor Wendy, you did not write a handwritten note. You did not even put my name on the bag. Everybody, I got texts and calls. Thank you so much. That was so thoughtful. Oh, this is so nice. And just making the main thing the main thing. The significance was we wanted people to know we see you and we appreciate you. It was just a little token of appreciation, but let's not miss the significance of this season. So, yes, it's okay to have the family over and cook the dinner. Yes, it's okay to shop. It is beautiful and lovely to have gifts for your, your children. All of these things are good, and they are significant, and it is doing community what God has called us to. But let's just not let those things mess us all up. And then I threw a little loop. It's not an S. <laughs> Let's not miss the traditions. Mm. Let's not miss traditions. And this is according to David Jeremiah, Pastor David Jeremiah from I know him from Focus on the Family. But traditions are habits that remind us of God's past faithfulness. Good. They are also patterns that preserve the links between our past and our future. Good. He says also that there are two types of traditions. They are common traditions, so Christmas trees, shopping, all of that, and then there are personal traditions. And the great thing about traditions is you can start them at any time. Mm. And so keep your family traditions. This, for most of you, this is a tradition. I am going to worship somewhere. If it just so happens that Christmas Eve is on a Sunday. If this would have been a Wednesday, there are so many of you that would have found a church to go to just to worship. That is a tradition. You can start something, you know, we are Sunday, our Christmas dinner, I mean, Christmas breakfast has been waffles in years past because of all the cooking. I'm setting myself free. I'm going to fry them some eggs. They don't get some bacon, and they don't have a Christmas sandwich tomorrow. <laughs> All that waffle, you know, you do go from waffles to turkey to macaroni and cheese. I'm just going to be a gift to myself. We're going to make it simple, fry some eggs. Say that again. I am going to be a gift to myself. Say that one more time again. I am going to be a gift to myself. And be I a gift to yourself this Christmas. 
be a gift to yourself this Christmas and shut it down. Sometimes the most powerful words you'll ever say to another human being, the most powerful word is no. Or not today. Or not today. Mm-hmm. Huge. Be a gift to yourself this Christmas. Yes, yeah, so we can Your have Your waffles them. good though. Excuse me. Yeah, Mary. they are good, but we'll have them another day. She got this uh that yeah. little sour cream. That's yeah, it's like this sour cream and banana yeah. and pecan thing. Yeah. It's coming, not tomorrow. <sighs> it's yeah. Yeah, here's the other thing though. We got our tradition. So one of our traditions, it's not unique to us or original with us. We exchange pajamas on Christmas Eve, man. So check this out. Can I tell y'all? Little something, something? Last year, man, wifey pulled out all the stops. And she got me a onesie. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Haven't worn it yet because it's it just not cold enough. In, but this year it is, though. So my onesie from last year, I'm going to finally rock. You're going to rock it the day that you have the waffles because you had another new pair of pajamas. No, well, that is true. For this year. But I'm going to rock my onesie. Let me tell you why I'm going to rock my onesie. Anybody watch Westerns back in the day? All the tough guys wore onesies. Right? All of them wore onesies, including John Wayne. And it was always missing one button in the back. You know that little flap they had? Oh, sorry, too much information. Sorry. No buttons, it's just buttoned right here. Button up front. The onesie will not be social media televised. It won't be? And My so, bad. Okay, get back to the message. Don't forget the, your traditions. Have a good time this Christmas. Just breathe. If you, like the waffles are coming, they won't be coming tomorrow because I want to enjoy it. As a matter of fact, I just had a great idea speaking of the macaroni and cheese. I have this great glass Pyrex dish that I always make the macaroni and cheese in. Guess what? I don't think I want to stand up at the kitchen sink washing out the macaroni and cheese pot. So I'm going to buy me some aluminum pans from the Dollar Tree on the way home. Boom. I'm Be a, a gift, gift to, to yourself. Myself. Be a gift to yourself. When we finish up the macaroni and cheese, we just fold that sugar up and put it in the recycling bin. Bam. Good. Be a gift. Now, this is not, you have to be your own gift. That is not a hill that we die on in my house. The end result is having the macaroni and cheese. It's right. not about is it in the glass Pyrex, but I'm thinking we want to do some things. We, we've been, my family, we have been working back to simplicity. Also, I have forgotten to buy paper plates. We get the good Chinette paper plates, the oval kind of tray so you can fill it up and it doesn't leak, and we don't do any dishes. I have my great-grandmother's china set. It looks so pretty up in my cabinet. That is just how we do it. If you pull your china out, pull your china out and enjoy it. Pulling my china out means I will be doing the dishes. And then I'll be mad if Nia does it and she drops them. So we're just going to not even worry about the china. We're going to get chinette and enjoy. (laughs) My father just had a pacemaker put in a few months ago. My mother is a two-time breast cancer survivor. There is more in my house than Pyrex and china. So we will aluminum pan, paper plate it, play some games, eat some peanut brittle. I made my first peanut brittle the other day, and I've just been rationing out just a little bit so I have some more for tomorrow. 
Whatever the gift is that you need to be to yourself, so what good. does it look like for you? But just don't be frustrated. Right. Take a deep breath. Don't let someone else's expectations rob you. This is what you do. If somebody were to show up and say, you made the, the, the macaroni and cheese in the aluminum pan, this is what I would do. I'd get my eyebrows up really, really high. <laughs> and I would say, I sure did because I wanted to spend more time with you and not do the dishes. And I just keep, if you Good keep your answer. eyebrows up really high, then they won't see you saying, you ain't even make no macaroni and cheese. And how dare you? You came to my house. You, if you get your eyebrows up, it just flies out the window. Right. You just say, absolutely. So what does it look like for you? Now tell your neighbor, don't. Don't. Miss. Miss. Christmas. Christmas. All right. So this is where we close. <clears throat> One closing today. This is where we close. The significance of Christmas. I would encourage you. Um, uh, over the next 24 hours or so, or even while you're with family, really think through that, answer, uh, that question and, 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 and what that answer would be for you. Uh, what is truly uh, the significance of Christmas for me? What, what does it mean really, honestly, and truly? Beyond all the superficial things, beyond the hustle and bustle and the pressures of life, uh, what is the true significance and the heart of Christmas? Uh, I would say, I would say, and you don't have to say anything, but this is what I would say. For me, this year, the thing that stands out the most about Christmas is simply this. Uh, three words, God with us. The truth is, no matter what you're facing, you guys can come on down, whatever, no matter what you're confronting, no matter what you're wrestling with, if you and I could simply uh, remember that and keep that in the forefront of our minds, that our God is Emmanuel, God with us, everything else pales in comparison. You will have the confidence to face every challenge, every struggle in life, walking in that one truth that God is with me. Can we just pray for, for the people?